Welcome to the Wild Minute with Troy, where we are unofficially in a state of mourning after last night's loss. Not because we are still mourning the 4-1 to very disappointing loss uh, to Vegas, but we are still awaiting, as, is, as are, as is, all Wild fans, uh, the word on what Mason Shaw's prognosis is. That's right, Mason Shaw... The guy just a few podcasts ago, we encouraged everyone listening to get a little more Mason Shaw in your life. This guy's energy, this guy's enthusiasm, this guy is 105% grit and effort. And he made the NHL, made his debut after three ACL surgeries. And now when he went crashing into the boards, it looked like one more time that he could be in for number four, and that's a little premature, but he had to be helped off the ice. He laid there for a while. He didn't say anything. Um, goalie Mark andre Fleury said he didn't even say a word, and that in and of itself let his wild teammates know uh, that uh, Mason Shaw knows what we probably all suspect, and that looks like a season-ending injury. Um, we hope it's not career-ending, but if you followed the story of Mason Shaw – his dad, uh, according to uh, Michael Russo's story of The Athletic uh, last November, um, after the third one, his dad was ready to uh, convince Mason to come home and pursue some other endeavor. But Mason, of course, kept chugging along, rehabbed, and had, was uh, returned to the wild this year and had a great season. When I say great season, he's not in the top of any category. He's not even close. He's a fourth liner. Uh, some other people might say he's just another guy on the team. Um, from everything we've heard well before this injury, he was a character guy. He was a big teammate in the room. And uh, all of the wild players up and down the roster had to respect what Mason did to get to the NHL this year and be, um, even though he was a fourth liner, he was an energy guy. He, uh, he played a big role in some of Connor Dewar's uh, shorthanded goals, and when they added Reeves to that mix, Reeves, Dewar, and Shaw, every time they hit the ice, it was 38 seconds of terror. And I'm not saying they were a bunch of goons, anything but. While Reeves is heavy, Mason's tough. Mason's, I think just the other day, took on a, a guy six inches taller than him in a fight. But Mason Shaw was flying around the ice 140% on every shift, and it's just part of what made or makes this team, the good team it is. So we're hoping for the very best for Mason Shaw. As of Sunday evening, no word has um, trickled out through the media. I don't think the team has released anything. And the only report um, I saw just before I started recording the Wild Minute with Troy is that the Wild probably will wait until tomorrow morning skate around to share news on Mason Shaw. So we will turn the page for Mason. We'll keep uh, hoping the best for him. Maybe some kind of uh, quirky injury that won't keep him out as long. However, every, every indication, if you watch the video over and over, if you watch the way he reacted, it sure looks like it's something much worse. Now, they lost 4-1 to one to the uh, Vegas Knights. They were playing well until Mason got hurt. And I'm not going to pin this all on Mason leaving the lineup last night in the first period. It wasn't that. It was the team reacting to seeing one of one of the most popular guys in the locker room, 
big energy guy to see him go to the locker room when they know deep down, like I said earlier, what we all fear. So uh, kind of sucked the energy out of the wild. They didn't look great before that, but they certainly didn't get better, and they, they digressed a little bit, and Vegas pounced. And it, it, it was a 2-1 to game in the third period before they scored that third goal, but um, it, it wasn't as close once once uh, Mason left the game, it just it was pretty. The Vegas tilted the ice. Vegas played very well. They have some offensive stars. I wasn't impressed with their goalie. Um, however, <laughs> he stopped. I think something like thirty of thirty one shots. He got better as the game went on. I really wish the Wild could have broken through more in the first period, other than Boldy's um, redirected play where he got the goal. His twenty ninth of the season, by the way. That line just keeps on ticking. Um, but they didn't get to the goalie. He got stronger as the game went on. I think I was talking to someone today. I think the most underrated part of Vegas right now is, is how well their defensemen play. Um, it just felt like in that third period. And I think the wild, I think I'd have to look at the sheet again. I think they didn't get more than a handful of shots on goal. And this was when they were desperate. This is when they pulled the goalie. This is when they had to score two goals to even tie it up and they just couldn't get shots to the net. Um, and, and it just felt like if you watch that third period, it felt like they, there were seven golden Knights in the, uh, in their defensive zone. The, the wild just couldn't get a puck to the net. Now, I hope that's not some a preview of things to come. We're going to write this one off. The Wilds certainly have built up the equity uh, going into last night's game. They were 16-1-4 and in their last 21 games, the best record uh, in this last quarter of a season across the league. So they, they've built up enough equity to lay an egg like, like they did last night. However, when the Wild returned this morning, and I say this morning, yes, they spent four nights in Vegas – Scratching my head on that just a little bit. I don't want to make it more than what it is. But even Dean said in the post-game press conference, maybe we spent too much time in Vegas. After they beat Colorado Thursday night, they flew in that night. Very normal. So technically Friday morning, but they got into Vegas Thursday night. Spent Friday night there, which was an off day. And uh, then they played last night, which was uh, their third night. So um, I think it was three nights. I might have said four. Um, But... Everson pointed to it, so that's why we bring that up. Also, uh, I think there was a bit of a letdown by knocking off Colorado the way they did uh, Thursday night to take over the division lead or actually widen the gap at the time. I think that was a bigger win than the Wild let on. And while even I said going into that game, I'm tired of saying here's a litmus test or here's a statement game. No, the Wild belong at the top of the Western Conference, just like Vegas, just like Edmonton, just like Dallas, just like Colorado. Those teams, just like the LA Kings, those six teams don't need litmus tests. Those six teams don't need statement games. We're six games from the playoffs. Any of those six teams could be the number one seed in the West, and any of those six teams could make a legitimate argument why. So, so you know, you can see where I stand. We're, we're done with these statement games, and can they beat a good team? They're a good team. Good teams beat good teams. So um, that's where we're at. But both teams, back to my original point, which seems like a minute and a half ago. I apologize for that. But the Wild got on a plane this morning, as did Vegas, and both headed to St. Paul. Because tomorrow night, the Wild play Vegas for the back half of the home and home. And suddenly, that's a big game. Suddenly, that's a big game. The Wild have 97 points atop the Central. And right behind them, Dallas with 96. 
and Colorado with 96. So um, the Wild need this game tomorrow night, and the Wild have the hardest schedule of the final of those three teams in these final six games. Seven for Colorado, they have a game in hand. So the Wild need, I think, let's see, they, they, um, they beat Seattle Kraken last Monday. They beat Colorado last Thursday. They lose to Vegas last night, Saturday night. They play Vegas Monday, and then they play at Pittsburgh on Thursday. That will cap a five-game stretch of all playoff teams. Now, the Wild has one, I think, the fourth-best record in the NHL against teams the bottom half of the league, the, the 16 not currently in the playoffs. Against playoff teams, the Wild are, I think now, one game under 500. They were 500, something like 16, 16, and 4, or some, some, something around that. But then, of course, they lost to Vegas last night. So bottom line, they're about 50-50 against playoff teams, which makes sense. There's five or six teams in the East with more points than the Wild. There's uh, currently one or two teams in the West with more points than the Wild. So that's six or seven teams better than the Wild with better records. So that puts the Wild in a 16-team playoff system right in the middle. And that's where they deserve to be right now. Now, the good news, stating the obvious, but I haven't mentioned it, Kirill Kaprizov not on this team right now. Stating the obvious, Gustav Nyquist, the, on face value, the biggest trade Billy made on the trade deadline, has not put on a Wild jersey yet. Both of those players are expected to be back either right at the end of the season or to start the playoffs. And suddenly the Wild have firepower, certainly on their first line. We know they have it on the second line with Johansson and Boldy. And if you put Nyquist, who when they traded for him, and by all scouting reports, Nyquist is a top six forward on any team. Because Johansson has surprised everyone, Billy wouldn't admit it, but it's true, surprised everyone, you're not going to take him off the Boldy line. So suddenly, Nyquist, who is going to slide into the Boldy line, will now be a top nine forward. So you're putting a top six forward on the third line. So you'll probably have something like Moose, Goudreau, and Nyquist on that third line. So that line, I'm not going to say has firepower, but Nyquist and Goudreau together with Moose mucking it up a little bit, it'll be interesting to see. And then I would think in the playoffs, that fourth line would be something like Reeves, Duhame and Dewar, now that Shaw probably is done for the year. And we haven't even mentioned Sam Steele, so he'd be a healthy scratch. And oh, by the way, Oscar Sundquist, who's been respectable on that third line. Big guy, mucks it up with his crooked teeth that he's been beat up with a puck over and over again. A fun guy, good teammate. He probably draws out too. So you got Sam Steele and and Sundquist making uh, trips to the press box. I've gotten ahead of ourselves. That's six games from now. Hopefully there's no more injuries, but that's how things could play out. Back to Monday night. Wild, Vegas. The Wild are four or five points out of the number one seed now. Well, it must be four. Um, So they still shouldn't give up on that. Knock off Vegas tomorrow night. Suddenly you're within two again with five games to go, and anything goes. I expect, as it does everyone, Flower didn't have a great game. Flower gave up three goals. Keep in mind that fourth one was an empty netter. Um, I think uh, the flower would have taken two of those three goals back. He'd like another shot at those. He wouldn't say that. There's been arguments on social media today about he had a bad game. No, he had a great game. Here's, here's my take. He had a bad game through two goals and then kept the wild in it the rest of the way. So he had a good 
period, almost two periods, two and a half periods, where the game could have been a total blowout. He kept the Wild in it. Uh, but those first two goals, uh, for sure the second goal off the faceoff that came from the red dot or the red circle, that had to be stopped. So turning the corner, six games left, Wild versus Vegas, back home of a home, back end of a home and home. Sometimes home and homes, the second game can get a little rough and tough with a few fights. Didn't see a lot of that last night, but like I said, once Shaw was taken out of the game, the game kind of drew on a took on a different little flavor. Vegas was flying all over. The Wild just looked a little tired, looked a little uh, like they lacked some energy, and um, the result was a 4-1 loss, their second loss in regulation since February 17th. So the Wild should keep their chin up. We expect news tomorrow, as I said, tomorrow morning in the skate around. We expect to have news on uh, Mason Shaw's future. We're hoping for the best. We expect the worst. Um, we will have a uh, update and a preview, as we always do leading into the game. You know, You know... What we do here at the Wild Minute with Troy, we give you quick updates, quick previews, quick reviews. We give you the news. No, You don't have to sit and tune in for 45 minutes to find out what's going on. We'll tell you as quick as we can. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. Instagram, Wild Minute Troy. Make sure you follow there. Just, just come. Come to the Wild Minute with Troy anytime you need your news. We're here for the Wild. We're hoping the best for Mason Shaw. This is Troy. We'll talk to you.